Hello everyone and welcome once again to Yadi Yadi Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime, of the manga, of the Hiri Garaki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and I got that strap on me in Napoli. Mm-hmm. And with me as always is Brooks Ogles. I'm Brooks and uh, it turns out I cannot stop twinkling. Mm. Just something recently just, since, just you know, of. the last season of JoJo <laughs> that's happened with me. <laughs> Since the last time you listened, we've on un- we've undergone character development. Yeah, and we're wearing glasses to show that time has passed. Mm-hmm. We're wearing we're wearing big Elton John glasses, and we have a big <laughs> navel laser. Uh huh. <laughs> and that's our special ability. Mm hmm. So, uh, wow, it's been so long since we talked. Jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: The Story of the Joestar Family. The Joestar Family, and they're a battle with the vampire Dio. <laughs> <laughs> who you may know from past seasons. Uh-huh. He's in this one. He kind of is. He's always around. Yeah. You know? Uh, guess what? It's Golden Wind. So that's sort of my first one about this season. So I remember with part four, you. I remember at first I was like, Shining Diamond is a good name because Shining Diamond, like the funny, you know, holy diver. And then mm. you said, no, the name is Crazy Diamond. And then now it's, of course, Crazy Diamond to me. So if you could continue to just let me know what the, there is one that's especially sort of There's bad in this series of episodes. He- heinous trend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so is, is Golden Wind sort of a crunchy roll of it or I think is it? I, I, Golden Wind is literally what like Vento Areo translates to. Right. So it's just like the English name for that. It's not, yeah. There's no, it's just, nothing is lost. The, the, the the yellow and purple headman says it's like golden experience, it sounds like. Yeah, gold experience is the actual name. Gold experience. Which is good to me. It's a Prince album. Okay. Good to know. Um, should we just, should we just get into it? There's a, you know, there's a, we don't meet that many people, but there's still sort of a lot that happens. So I think we should just kind of get right into it. The first episode, episode one, season of this one, Golden Wind. Uh, that's what it's called. And, uh, but we should, uh, disclose that we were, uh, privy to this, this episode before. Yeah, we saw it much, you know. We went on the internet dark web. This, this episode's kind of about crime, and to understand it, we also did crime. We yeah. stood outside of an airport in Naples and we said, "Hey, give me that wa- the the AVI file of JoJo, where it's a live cam rip, and everybody cheers when the character Koichi shows up." Please give me the live cam rip of like someone already ripped it, and then it's another rip over it with English subtitles <laughs> over the French subtitles of the people speaking Japanese. It's a guy speaking Japanese with French subtitles, and he says, "Yes, I can tell that you can speak perfect Italian in English <laughs> subtitles." <laughs> It's a very worldly show. Uh-huh. Uh, but hey, now we get... To... So, see, this, I was happy that we got to see it in, like, full uh, 1080, like, HDMI yeah. quality. But it did kind of lose the fun part of everyone clapping when their favorite character Right, it's, if you, we didn't get, you know, everybody walking into the Cheers bar and the studio audience, accl- uh, like, applauding every time. Uh-huh. But it, it was still, still good t- to me to see. I liked it. So, uh, let's... It started. Hey, we have our uh, narrator friend telling us about beautiful Napoli, where a little boy buys cocaine in the first 45 <laughs> seconds of the show. 
Yeah, and there's this beautiful accordion music playing. There's this purple boy, and he's walking around town look, wa- watching crimes and not liking to see them. He, he almost has his nipples out. It's yeah, like he, a, a boob yeah. window. He has but. a tit window. And this was pointed out by somebody else on Twitter, but I, this I'm scene... I'm tit window. I'm tit window. <laughs> and I'm the I am unkillable and unstoppable. <laughs> okay, Do not follow me, Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> this was pointed out on Twitter, but this immediately does establish that Giorno's, this is the man of purple, Giorno, his dress is canonically ridiculous. Like, you yeah. see, so everybody else in this town is completely normal looking. They're wearing, they're wearing like, hoodies and hats and They're stuff, normal like sort suits. of Italy streetwear. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, what's up? My, my chest was sweaty, so I ripped off the front part of my shirt. Only the front. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just that he just like he's he's the fucking he's everywhere he goes he's like the post Comic Con Denny's theater kid yeah <laughs> I always dress like this yeah. what's the problem it's normal oh and the the narrator tells us that uh it is a place you should see once before you die mm-hmm. which so. thankfully so, yeah I got that out of yeah the way. so Dio so. you know he kind of got to see it Can I do not like this kid's mullet braid though. It's a bit much. I d- it's I a forgot. fucking nightmare, dude. I'm giving Giorno a chance, and I like him so far, but that's the one thing so far that so I don't you're care okay, for at all. you're okay with the three donuts? I don't like them. <laughs> it's my okay. least favorite JoJo hair so far. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Josuke wasn't immediately my favorite. You know, he, you know Josuke was a grower in some ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one not, of my big sticking points, I was like, this man has silly hair, and he looks too wet. So, and then he became my son, my time-traveling son, we so... Mention, we kind of have a mix of part three and four, like, art style. Like, they're fairly wet, but they're, they're also w- very shaded. Yeah, well. somebody in the Crunchyroll comments said that the season just looked like they started drawing with marker, and that's that <laughs> that makes sense to me. I mean, it still looks very good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, um, oh, I do want to mention that you fucking always get on my ass for watching Kuroko's basketball. Well, guess what? He's Giorno. It's the Kuroko. It's the boy. same. The man who does the powerful basketball shot. Yeah, but the thing about 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 Kuroko is that he's very nice, and his favorite thing is like playing basketball good with his friends. But Giorno does fucking crime. Well, yeah, he wants. So you in in uh, Kuroko basketball? No basque. No yeah. basque. Uh, they want to be monsters, whereas he wants uh-huh. Jorno wants to be a gang star. Yeah, yeah the the plot synopsis of Kuroko No Basket is that they uh, steal Michael Jordan's blood or something. Mm, they, they they kill Patrick Ewing. They kill Patrick Ewing in Japan to, to, high school. to do better free throws. Yeah, it's good to me. They say. As they drink his blood. Yeah. As they so, were all in high school. So I'm not, I am sort of, canonically, in this world, I am in the, the minority of people who don't like to look at Giorno so far, because we see a bunch of, a bunch of young Hirohiko Araki women who, who show up and they're like, I, oh, I love, I, I, oh, I, ooh, I ran into this, this big boy with a boob window. Mm-hmm. And they like it. Mm-hmm. And, but he, she got bumped by a pickpocket. And, then he pick- knew, and he knew it when he saw it. Yeah, he was a very smart man. He used Star Platinum's starry star eyes and looked at it. Mm-hmm. And he then he pickpockets it back, so he's using crime for good, we see. He's using crime for good. And at he, first, and he, I did uh, have to rewatch the scene, because at first I just thought Giorno was stealing to be a woke ally. And just kind of, like, like, stealing from his fellow men to give to women. <laughs> Ladies, uh, allow me. Yeah. Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> I call it herstory, he says. Herstory. 
but what happens is he knows because he's also a crime boy and he knows that that guy stole the the purse mm-hmm. but he's like hey uh you drop this and then he gives it back and then they're like wow that was a sexy little boy because he's only 15 years old yeah i love this cool new jojo they say and then butterflies fly out of her bag and they think that's probably normal yeah, so one of them was like, hey, did a butterfly just fly out of my purse pocket? And the other one was like, no, it's probably just one that landed on, <laughs> you know, like regular style. And yeah. she's like, yeah, okay. But it's so, actually... So then the, the butterflies, they fly back into Giorno's ha- hand, and then he crushes them, and they become dollar bills, and he walks off. And people told me that part five was sort of where stands sort of ramp up a notch. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. Like, power over all life. Remember when cars could do that? Yeah, fuck all <laughs> life. Was really Giorno Giovanna. Uh-huh. And then he so, goes in and gets some awful chocolate and pistachio gelato. I mean, sounds okay. I know that you named your turtle pistachio, but the flavor is bad to see. I like... Okay. Don't clip this out. What I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. I like the nut. Okay. I don't like the when it's a f- different flavor of something, like pistachio ice cream. Right. It's, it's like, I'll, I'll take a breath mint when I'm leaving Olive Garden, but I don't want it in my ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understandable. But, hey, I noticed this. It was a fun um, David production fact, I'm guessing. You know, spoilers for the next episode. But you know how in the flashback, when he gets, like, an ice cream from the guy, and he's like, yeah, he's right. protection. It's the same flavor. Yeah, it's chocolate and pistachio, which is horrible, but it's also a which motif horrible, now. But it's, it's also his thing that he likes. And he gives one to the little poor boy. He says, yeah. hey, you're a little poor boy, aren't you? And he says, yeah. <laughs> and then he gives him, he gives him an ice cream. Says, I'm a little poor boy. <laughs> and then and the title card flavor, starts And because... they say, no! <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, this is Joe Jonah. Yeah, I'm Leaky Eye Luca, and life is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I'm so glad I wanted to say that name anymore, I hope. You don't. Great. As if you couldn't tell from it being fucking dismembered. And I know, but it's fucking... I remember watching Phantom Blood and being like, ugh, Straits is a bad character. I don't like this Strazo man. And then he comes back and he's like, hi, I was a minor ally before and now I'm a villain, Joseph. I was your grandpa's friend. Look at my space ripper stingy eyes. <laughs> Y'all mind if I... <laughs> I was just laying in bed last night and I started laughing because I remembered Space Ripper's so stingy did, eyes. Did Dio ever do Space Ripper stingy eyes? He I feel did. like he did, but he didn't call it that. Well, yeah, when Jonathan, like, chopped his head off on top of this part one castle and it, he fucking flew off of the balcony into hell, he uh-huh. was, like, shooting, like, fucking searchlight eyes everywhere, but he, his last words weren't Space Ripper <laughs> stingy eyes, Jonathan. I wish they were. Dio, I, I, I feel, feel a strange, strange fondness for you. <laughs> toward you. <laughs> toward your space for stingy eyes. <laughs> um, Fucking Arena, like, no, Jonathan, don't look into them. So I know, I know, uh, we have fans who, like, don't watch the show and just listen to us talk about it. Space Ripper Stingy Eyes <laughs> is a kind of like a jumbo spicy size Big Dad or something. That's actually what it's called in the show. Yeah, he, I was, I, I went and I found the dub clip and the minor vampire villain, the first vampire we meet next to Dio of Straits says, look deeply into my Space Ripper Stingy <laughs> Eyes, Joseph, and then shoots an eye light. He's like, his pupil opens and a laser beam comes out of it. It's so good. It's, it's really, really good. good. I love this show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for start- making me start this podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, specifically you and no one else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking so Full Metal Alchemist could never. 
Could never, could never, never do favorite. Space River Stingy Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey, I, oh, we get, like, the scene of Leaky Eye Luka, and he just, like, beats people up with a shovel or something. And now, okay, so I don't, it's been a long time since I've taken Latin class, which is the only thing that I learned about, like, you know, Italian <laughs> culture. Um, his, his shovel that he mm. uses to hit people with is branded SPQR, which is, like, mm. a famous, like, uh, Senate and, like, like the, the, it's basically, I don't, I don't know if, like, in, that's, this that would be a normal thing in contemporary <laughs> Italy, but mm. it seems to me like me, me, like, a show about America, and I show up with a shovel that's just branded U.S. House of Representatives. Well, you see, if Hiroko Araki took a trip to America, that's exactly what he would do. That's true. So. I picked up this shovel from U.S. President Barack Obama. <laughs> um, I do want to, because you mentioned Latin and Italian, uh, in sixth grade, I remember they placed me in Italian class, and I said, I don't want to be in Italian class, I'd like to know Spanish. Yeah. And they said, well, your name is, insert your full, my full birth name here, yeah. so you already know Spanish. And I said, uh, extremely no, I don't. Can I please <laughs> learn Spanish to speak to my family? Uh-huh. And they said, no, <laughs> until next year. Oh, okay. So I have one year of Italian that I already forgot. I know how to say molto bene and brajute. And it's then... okay. Listen, we'll be speaking a lot of Italian this season. Okay, I can't wait. I'll ask my dad how much Italian he knows. We can get him on. Mm-hmm. And he can translate for us. <laughs> uh, so Le- Leaky Eye Luca is just like, he's like a mob enforcer guy. He's he all cries. pale magenta and he has bangs like everybody else in the city. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you better pay our protection fees. And then the shovel, like, shovel demand says he has a family and he says, no, you don't. And then he kills him, hits mm-hmm. him really hard. He's, he's like, oh, uh, he says, Giorno is at the airport doing things that are illegal. Yeah, like, and he says, oh, I'll deal with that later. Up. And then it's like the fucking, some Mr. Sir Hole shit, and he hits him really hard. It's, it's bad to see. And then Giorno parks, and he says, Buongiorno. Buongiorno, that's my name. Which is literally, you showing up and being like, Happy Ed's Day. Happy Ed's <laughs> I mean, maybe I should start that. It's pretty, listen, move over Tuesday again, no problem. <laughs> it's Ed's Day again. It's Ed's Day, my dudes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, okay. That's, that's what it's, whenever, um, one of our podcasts are released, that's Ed's Day. Mm-hmm. Whatever day it may be. Hey. Huh? What if Koichi was blue? What if Koichi, so not only is he blue, he looks smaller. <laughs> he really does. Like, he's eight, I don't know how long it's passed, like, one or two years, and he's grown shorter, somehow. Yeah. But he's there, and he's wearing blue. He's he's back and he's blue and he's probably still married to the hair woman of Yukako, Yukako in natural yeah. love. Mm-hmm. And love he deluxe just, as it's known. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. he he's I love to be in the city of Naples, Italy. He says, and then he runs into Giorno doing a gross ear trick. So you know how we spend like a full minute and thirty seconds watching Giorno put his ear into his head. Yeah, this never comes up again. So it's sort of not not his famous Giorno trick yeah. that he always does. <laughs> that the cops say, wow, Giorno, you do this all the time and we love to yeah. see it. The next thing I, you will do is watch <laughs> yeah. me put my ear inside of it. Uh-huh. Uh, instead, that doesn't happen. And Giorno, like, gives the cop, like, a pack of cigarettes and there's mm-hmm. money in it or whatever. Yeah, he's he's paying for a space so that he can run, like, an illicit taxi service, like, mm-hmm. outside of the airport. Uh, so he walks up to Koichi and he's like, hey, uh, little boy... I'll give you a taxi ride into the city for one million American dollars. And, and then Koichi says, Rohan put Heaven's Door Italian into my head. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Oh, never mind. Sorry. 
He says, Rohan sensei. And then Giorno says, you speak Italian very well. Okay. And I will. Okay. So Giorno is, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say he's four Koichis tall, at least. Yeah. Like, and then the tiny boy of Koichi says to Giorno, he, he says, you only look like you're in middle or high school. Yeah, to this. Can you so, put, can Koichi put a picture of Giorno next to a picture of Shigechi, the middle schooler, and not be able to tell the difference, please? Yeah, he. It's you know they they have you know you know sometimes when you're in middle school people are taller than other people. That's true. It happens. It's, it happens sometimes. Yeah, puberty. You know. Yeah, muscle muscle puberty. Muscle muscle puberty exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So then he's like, okay, I'll actually take you to the city for. Uh, I'll give you the nice price of dollars. Yeah, or whatever. And he's like, well, that's great. Let's do it. So he says, so then Jordan says, okay, uh, just make sure you put your, he says, I'll get you there in earnest. Put your, uh, suitcase in the front seat, please. Yes. You have to, the only thing is, since I don't want to tip, you have to load your luggage yourself. Mm-hmm. Ha <laughs> So he does it and then he, he drives off. With he says, I've luggage. vexed him into botherations. And then he yeah. says, I'll get your empty luggage there, actually, LMAO. Yeah. And then he peels actually out. Owned. And then the guards, like, fucking stage whisper, don't say anything, as Koichi, yeah. like, yells after him, because they're, they're crooked airport guards. Airport guards. But guess what? Echo Zach 3 is here, and he does... And his basketball shorts are just as big. Don't worry. They're, they got bigger. Koichi got smaller. <laughs> yeah. Koichi's height Huge looks like this. basketball shorts. It's good. Koichi's height looks like this, so Echo Zach 3's basketball shorts can look like this, and they're just <laughs> fucking huge. Um... Yeah. So he does that, and then Joyner's just like, wow, the car is weird, I better run. And he just books it, kind of. Right, and at this, okay, so Echo's made the car very heavy. So heavy that the tires of the car are slammed several inches down through the pavement. Mm-hmm. And then, well, so Jorno... close to the car still, so it was powerful. Right, and yeah. then, so Jorno runs off, and Koichi's like, it's fine, you can leave. Mm-hmm. So, and well, then first, we'll first, uh, first, before Koichi, like, examines the card, the fucking exposition cops are like, hey, did you know that Jono Giovanna's <laughs> half Japanese? Yeah. yeah, he was, it doesn't, it serves him right because he's half Japanese, even though he doesn't look like it. He has ancestry from Japan and not just Italy, they say. Oh boy, I hope this kid doesn't know anything about his father, Dio Brando. I took a peek into his wallet and I saw Dio Brando. I saw he had the famous Joestar birthmark right on his back where it should be, as is all inherited by all men of the Joestar family lineage. That's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, Anyways, Koichi finds a gross yellow egg. Koichi finds a funny, stinky egg. (laughs) It's really funny. And the passenger seat where his luggage would be. But it turns into a frog, and he says, what's the... No one knows what a frog is in this show except Giorno, apparently. That's true. Uh, so then the frog just, like, jumps away, and then Koichi, doesn't he just, like, watch it go away? And yeah, he's, he's like, like I, I didn't like that, better go question the security guards. Yeah. Um, then we go, like, back to Luca. Yeah, he, he approaches Giorno. Uh, so he's like, hey, uh, Giorno Giovanna, do you know who I am? And he says, yeah, you're Leaky Eye Luca, because you got stabbed in the face with a knife, and you cry all the time, like, a normal thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And this and is where we exactly. learn that the boy of Giorno is 15 years old. He's approximately 15 human years old on the earth. He, he can maybe get a learner's permit in the United States. Uh-huh. But at le- he hasn't hit muscle puberty yet. Yeah, he's fucking not... <laughs> 0% muscle on that boy. Uh-huh. That kind, that's kind of a trend from now on. They lose the muscle. Yeah, it's kind of a more and more Jet Set Radio sort of live JoJo. Mm. Yeah, a lot of slippery... Whereas colors. Jonathan Joestar looked like a pickup truck. <laughs> he did. 
he, he's just three Tomohiro Ishii stacked on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. Um. So hey, this is where uh, we find out that Luke is actually our friend, and he tells us the three U's of friendship. Yeah. The first one is you don't lie. True. The second is you don't hold grudges. That's also true. And, and the third is you respect the other. Mm-hmm. So I have no friends. Because <laughs> I violate all of yeah, these. Yeah, I uh, love to hold grudges. I love to hold grudges. I like cheat and steal, and I respect no one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he's just kind of, like, trying to figure... He's like, hey, I heard you were, like, doing shit at the airport. And then I forget how, but, like... Journal's wallet comes out. He's like, give me some money. And Journal's like, I ain't got no money in my wallet. And then Luca opens the wallet. <laughs> he opens the wallet and there's a signet- uh, signed gloss. The, w- the one picture that fucking he has the same Joseph the took with Hermit Purple. It's the spirit photo picture, but it's like high quality. <laughs> it's good. And then they say, oh, it's the way, way fly that you can only the see way in way Cairo. Way. And fucking Luke, yeah, Luca says, what's this? A photo of a family member? <laughs> is this your dad? Like, this half-naked muscle man with a star on his back, and he's facing away from the camera doing a pose. And I gotta say, at this point, uh... I said, hey, it's Dio! I said, hey, it's Dio, but I, you know, I'm still... There's still... I was... I'm not clear at this point in my first watch how this can... How, how Geo Joe fits within the Joestar family at this point. So you, you figured out directly at the start of the second episode when the narrator told you. I mean, that was the confirmation. Uh-huh. But, I mean, even in this episode, Jotaro's like, he's Dio's kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's the son of Dio, who I killed. I'm just saying, throughout this these two episodes, there are some sort of red herrings that we'll talk mm. about as we get to them. Uh, so then, basically, Ligia Luca's like, I'm gonna kill you with my shovel, but the frog comes back. Right. And he says, what the hell is this creature? Because Yeah, no I, knows hate, what a frog I hate is. this small green dog, and then he tries to hit it with a shovel. And he's like, uh, it's Jordan's basically like, you better kill me in one shot, better make it hurt. So he does, but he hits the frog. Mm-hmm. And then instead, Jordan says some shit, he's like, this creature has a will of its own, and it's alive, right. actually. Then any attack on the frog is a fatal attack on oneself. So then, like, Luke Luca falls over, and apparently he's dead, Jorno kills him. <laughs> yeah, but then, then... Oh, and he says, I hate doing useless things. He says, he says, Muda. He says, Muda, Muda. I like it, I like when he says it. It's good to hear. I went back and I listened to it again, because he, he even, like, like it's the end of, like, the, the fucking freeze frame. is like him turning his back and saying, the Muda. And it's fucking sick. It's good. I like to see it. Um, so then, hey, we go back. After we come back it's from the break. A, a flashback. Jotaro's here in his, uh, in his, like, I don't know where where he is, but it's his, like, study. He's and still like, in fish. fucking Adam Hartfather's room. He's in Adam Hartfather's room, out. and there's, like, starfish and a fish tank everywhere. And I think, I guess, is he talking on the phone to Koichi, or is this when they were, Yeah, because Jotaro famously loves to safely talk on the phone. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Koichi, here's a picture of a normal guy. Go find his skin for us. He says his father, who died, was a bit special. He had a special dead father, and the Speedwagon Foundation wants to investigate his skin. Extremely good use of the passive voice talking about the immortal vampire who you killed. Right. And then, also, Jotaro's like, I will fund the trip fully, so it's kind of funny that Koichi was still being very stingy, and being like, I'm not paying that much for a taxi. Yeah. Yeah! He doesn't have to pay for it! Koichi just sometimes has an attitude problem. I don't like to say it, but it is true. He didn't learn the same lesson that of, like, Shigechi and... Sometimes when Joseph you get held did. hostage and you piss yourself and you eat paper and you get faced with the electric chair, sometimes you become kind of an asshole sometimes. Yeah, it's just a little, it changes you as a person. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, Koichi's like, hey, Kim. 
Hey guys. Uh, Koichi's like walking down the street, and conveniently, Jorno's there as it's women. Famous talk to him, and the he pizza says, pasta shop. To, I hate to talk to women because I don't like them. And this is to me good evidence that this is Jotaro's kid. And that was what I was thinking at first, because, yeah, it's this this massive crowd of women, which six minutes into the episode, it's the second time this has happened. And uh-huh. he's just immediately like, you're too loud, leave me alone, go away. Uh-huh. And they're like, ah, goodbye. Yeah. Ah, Hi, you're so funny, goodbye. And then Koichi's like, hey, you stole my shit, give it back. So fucking Jorno says, I sold it, please leave me alone. <laughs> like, like he's like, it's gone now, so yeah, you oops. have to stop, you have to stop talking to me now. Like, you just be like, okay, bye. <laughs> Um, and, anyway, and then we get the fucking the signature move of Echo's Act Three, which is weighing somebody's makes, hand outside of a cafe so it goes yeah, through a table, embarrassing someone outside of a cafe, which he does. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like, "Oh no, I feel heavy. Does this does this Japanese tourist have the same power that I do?" Mm-hmm. He knows right away. How does? Oh, he does say, uh, "Oh no, I have to use my golden wind." To his yeah, he says, uh, gold experience, bring forth new life. Are you a gold experience person? Is that what we should I say? Definitely. I didn't even know. I thought it was just going to be called gold experience this whole time. Like, okay. I didn't know there was another name for it. So when, like, when the part five announcement was like, golden wind, part five, that was when everybody was like, oh, that's what they're doing? Because that's literally just, like, the name of the part. Okay. Gold experience is just, like, the name of that. It's, it's different. It's different things. Can I say a cool but. thing about uh, Gold Experience the Power? Just yeah, if I could just wild out for a second. Um, this so we, he's it's like kind of the first time that like we see him you know calling forth the stand and says bring forth new life, and the stuff like the vines and shit they spring out exactly like the flesh buds do, and mm-hmm. that's very cool to me. I like it's that his, a lot. It's, it's, it's his papa because he's Dio's son. He's Dio's son. For those of you who who don't if, know, if anyone hasn't caught on yet, Giorno is Dio's son. He is. He's the son of the famous Dio. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he, like, grows a tree to, like, he, and he's, like, rides up the tree to escape Which is on pretty the roof cool. or whatever. He also says you shouldn't do things that are useless. Yeah, he says, he says, hey, Koichi, check this out, Namuda. And it's really cool. Muda. And Koichi says, wow, just like Dio used to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's like, oh. Jotaro-san, you'll never believe it. He said Muda, yeah. just like Dio. <laughs> uh, but he's like, oh, you, he said, he tells Koichi, like, wow, you could have easily destroyed me, but you didn't. You held back. That means you're a good person. Anyway, sorry about stealing all of your shit. Goodbye. Anyway, goodbye. And he, like, fucking runs off a roof. And then the giant brain genius of Koichi says, uh, I believe, I'm beginning to believe that this is a stand user. Yeah. I think the way he kind of, like, evaded Echo's Act 3's freeze and just grew a tree out of nothing. <laughs> and said, my stand, gold experience, bring <laughs> yeah. forth new life. Yeah. It gives me the idea that he has a stand and has named it. Now back to my hunch. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Jotaro is in his fish chambers again, mm-hmm. and then it's him talking to Koichi, and he's like, uh, hey, we think that, uh, he inherited his stand recently because of his father's genes, mm-hmm. and then Koichi says, are you related to his father? And it's funny because he is. He is. It's kind of. And yes, also, I killed him. <laughs> um, is Can this I... when he looks at, like, the old photo? And yeah, he looks exactly... at the Stardust Crusaders picture. And it's good. And... I like that it's there. I will, oh, right before this, we do get, like, I get, like, my first shot, like, the first, like, splash stand screen mm-hmm. of, uh, Gold Experience, and number one, the stand has ladybug titties, um, mm-hmm. but this was also, uh, it made me do the, the huge moji thinking when I saw it, because, uh, so the back of, of Giorno's jacket has sort of the Zeppeli pattern on it, the sort of checkerboard, mm-hmm. 
just like on his like back lapel. Um, and Golden Wind, Gold Experience has like winged shoulder pads that looked very like Caesar to me. So mm-hmm. I was also thinking that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Hiro Hiroki Garaki, uh, listened to me as he's writing mm-hmm. part eight and decided to maybe go back to part Yoru five. Is like a dis, a, a descendant of the Zeppelins is going to be this part. It's called Stardust Crusaders because they go to space. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying there's textual evidence for there it. Is textual and they're in Italy! What? <laughs> That's where he's from! Yeah, but the, uh, how fascist are they at this time? That's the I, problem. I don't know. The Zeppelins don't really... They don't really... They, they don't talk about that. They don't... They're not... That's not part of their life. They're, it's not, okay. they're not... Anyways. Um, they're, part of, they're part of the resistance. Can I... Yes. Can I say, good job on your part, genuinely, and to all of our Yada Yada Boys friends, for not ever letting it slip on me that Dio fucked and had a kid. It was so hard. It's so you. fucking funny, and I can't believe you never just, like, said that Dio canonically fucks. Dio canonically fucked. Hey, Kim. Hey. Did you know that Dio fucked and had a kid? I didn't know that. You did now. Who's Dio? Dio Brando. Is the immortal vampire who... <laughs> is he related to Mar- Marlon? Marlon? No, he's related to Ronnie James Dio, who he's named after. He has... His uh, curse has ravaged the Joestar bloodline for a century. That's true. Oh. Just keeping you up. What's his kid's name? Giorno. Giorno. <laughs> Giorno Giovanna. Is he related to De Giorno? It's... Some may say it's not delivery. I mean, he he, he's literally a, in a fucking pizza place. But I'm not the only one. He's a pizza pasta put in a box. Put it in a box. Um, so also what's funny about Dio fucking to me. Uh-huh. But just, let's, uh, so, so a little sidebar about Dio fucking. So this wasn't, you know, part one rugby Dio. This, no, this is all caps Dio. This is Dio who fucked with Jonathan's body, which means that Jonathan Joestar fucked twice. He did. He hates it. He's so mad in heaven. <laughs> He's so mad. No, how could you, Dio? You truly are a scoundrel. He he, it it was going so well for him. He wanted to fuck absolutely once on his wedding day, and then immediately and die, die from Dio's face ripping eyes, <laughs> and then fucking die at at sea because of a racist Chinese caricature like grabbed on. Oh to my sea. god, I forgot about that. <laughs> fucking wasn't it fucking like Wang Chung or something? His, fucking Wang Chung grabbed the steam pistons and killed Justin Joestar. Uh. Yeah, so anyway, in modern times, uh, uh-huh. Koi- Koichi says to, fuck, I think Koichi says to Jotaro, yeah. is he an enemy or a friend, after he just robbed him and stole all his shit. Mm-hmm. He, I'm not sure, it. but he seemed eloquent. He seemed eloquent, yeah. Uh, so then I think we, as, uh, we see, uh, Jorno escaping and getting on, like, a cool tram, and we see another guy who's not a main character who also has a, a titty window. Mm-hmm. So he's probably not. He's probably. wearing white and he has bangs and a bob cut. Uh-huh. It looks w- good. I like to look at him. Yeah, to me, it seems like it might be one of Eddie's favorite characters. It's it's probably just a, like a leaky eye Luca who shows up once and then we never see him again. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to worry about here. But there's I nothing like to worry about him. Just a normal a normal just person a, on a bus, a normal a man with a normal stand car. who has a regular name. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have so, to sort of help me on that one. Okay, so uh, he walk he walks on the bus and he's like, "Hey, excuse me, stranger. If you saw a million dollars on the middle of the road and a cop was there, what would you do?" He's like, well, I take it and then give half to the cop. He's like, awesome. Did you know I like to taste sweat? Maybe you're lying, but I know one thing that would really just, like, help me to figure out if you are telling the truth or not. It's just gotta t- taste your sweat. 
so he gets up really close and he's like, did you know that people sweat when they're scared? I just thought that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm, we're both laughing here, he says. We're both laughing. Uh, and then he Anyways, Leaky Eye Luca was found dead. Leaky Eye Luca was dead and he, they found him that way. Uh, okay, goodbye. And then he leaves the tram and there's an eyeball in Jorno's hand. And then Jorno's like, ew, that's not, that's, ew, didn't put that there. And he drops it in I shock. did forget that, so this is the famous uh, meme of part five. Mm-hmm. Is it originally, it's, I, I didn't know that he sticks his head through the window. And that's from the the, honestly the funniest part to me. He wasn't even on, I don't remember if that's how it takes place in the manga, but he, he is outside of the This guy disembarks from the cable car and the windows <laughs> open that Giorno is sitting on and he's like, ew, gross, eyeball. Uh-huh. And then Bruno sticks his head in through the window mm-hmm. and, and uh, licks him. Yeah, and he says, actually, that was Luca's eye. I brought it, uh, lelu, 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 and licks him. This so, is a liar. the Crunchyroll subtitles say, this is the taste of someone who's lying, Giorno Giovanna. Right. It's like, y- Yoshikage Kira wants to live quietly. Is, this is the taste of a liar. Which right. is a much better thing to say to me. It's also the out, second uh, famous lick on the show that's happened while waiting for, like, a gondola. Yeah. Because it was the exact same place where funny, normal Kakioyan did the funny lick. Ate a cherry, yeah. Yeah. And we learned that this guy's name is Bruno Bucciarati. So Bucciarati. Bucciarati. I, I don't know. I'm just going to call him Bruno. Okay. Because there's like a hundred different ways people spell his name. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just going with Bruno. Bruno is good to me. Who says, well, this is a pretty creepy ability, isn't it? I can put whatever I want in your mouth. Yeah, and then Luca's fingers just start coming out of Giorno's mouth disembodied. And Bruno's like, funny. I know, creepy, right? He he was just being, like, a shit there on purpose, but it would be really funny if he's like, this is my stand. It puts things in people's mouths. Yeah, yeah and I ca- you know what? At first, um, yeah. kind of thought that's what it was. Uh, So, like, gross fingers fall out of Jorna's mouth, and he's like, hey, that's actually Lukia Lucas, and he's dead. And then there's, like, zippers on Jorna's face. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's bad. His cheek unzips, and then, like, his neck starts unzipping. Mm-hmm. But then it's over. Yeah, and then he... he- He's like, oh, I'm going to have to use my gold experience to help me dodge dodge these attacks. And so you you've seen the manga of, the, of this. So I'm mm-hmm. so when when somebody's body gets unzipped, like the funny flying Dutchman episode of SpongeBob, the Fly of Despair, um, there is like a it looks like there's like a dark portal in there. Is that like because the Usually when we see dark portals, it's when like somebody gets their arm chopped off and it's just like the four kids version, so like we don't see the blood. Yeah. Is the, uh-huh. Does the manga also show, like, a dark portal, or is it just, like, gross? I don't remember gross... if it's, like, a swirling portal, because I don't remember specific... Like, he can control where the stuff goes, I think. It's not, like... Right, so it's just, again, again piling shit into, like, Avdol's purgatory. Yeah. I'm not exactly... I, I would need to be refreshed on it, specifically how uh-huh. this power works. But I, I don't remember. Okay, cool, cool. So there's your good answer. Thank you. Uh, hey, Mu- much like time. my uh, Italian history knowledge... Um, if you have, uh, any, uh, any information on, on these things, by the time you hear this, we'll already know it for sure. Don't worry about it. Yep. Thank you. Uh, let's check in with the Speedwagon Foundation. Huh? Let's do it. It's been a while. Uh, patreon.com slash postgameofthrones is our Patreon where you can donate the money to us that we like to get from you. Um, at $5 <laughs> a month. What? It's true. It's, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, at $5 a month. Uh, you'll get special shoutouts and episodes of Pigot and Yari Yari Boys, which, hey, it's this show, so we're, do- so we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And you can send in a message that we'll read for you. We have a message this week. That's interesting. And at $10, you'll get a month, you'll get all that, plus special user status in Discord, and you'll get stuff in our live streams. 
bitch, the next one is is good to me. I don't know how how I'm, I'm the, it's in the planning stages. It's I bet it's good to me. Uh, this week's special user is our newest uh, Patreon donor, Noel Williams. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Is this someone you know? Um, Personally? Not until now. Oh, a new friend. Thank you. Or it's probably someone we already know and just have only... Yeah, it's probably just like, you know, usernames. Uh-uh. Uh, so we do have a uh, message from... Uh, important Patreon message from Andy here. Okay, the famous so this friend is, this is a two-parter. This one has a visual element and a text part. Okay. So I'll, I'll take the text because it's, it's easier for me to do. Yeah, no doubt. So this one, it's an email. And it says, in small text, listen to Emoji Drum. Yeah, Emoji Drum's actually, it's it's actually good, folks. It's actually good. Can you Yeah, you it? might not think, but it's actually good to me, and I like to listen to it. And then in bold text underneath, in larger font, it says, I love my friends, Brooks and Eddie. So that's nice. Well, I, um, I like to have a friend, Andy, to me also. Uh-huh. Uh, th- now, here's the visual component that was included in this email. I'm going to send this to you on... Uh, discord and i just like you to kind of because this is an audio medium is it gonna be like the chili pepper dick again no it's uh well no but i would like you to kind of tell our uh our viewers what you're saying here. <laughs> okay that this was included in this email okay so i'm guessing because we're in italy now i'm looking at a to, picture yeah. of a live action sort of super mario and he's holding a little pill container, and the pill container is labeled Super Mario Boner Pills. <laughs> Super Mario Boners. Super Mario Boners Pills. <laughs> and I, is this, this looks like it's kind of like from a porn parody, maybe? I, I do believe that's where it may be from. Yeah, I don't think this is a sort of, I don't think this, that. Th- this doesn't look Hollywood quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that, uh, Reggie signed off on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so thank uh-huh. you, Andy. Um, Emoji Drum's a funny podcast about emojis and what they look like. Uh, I'm still looking at... I still like to read Super Mario Boners pills. <laughs> and it's in the shape of the star from Super Mario. Pills. Yeah, it's like a... And it's like a funny, like, Borat mustache, too, which I think is funny. It's good. I like how he's out of focus in the back. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hyper-focused on the Super Mario Boners pills. We'll post this on the Tumblr or something so everybody else can see it. Yeah, it's good to look at. Because I love to listen to podcasts where people just describe a picture for several minutes and I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you did a good job. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I pretty much covered everything, but I, you know, it's nice to look at. Uh, next episode, part two, episode two, Bucciarati is coming. That's, That's what it's called. That he is. And hey, guess what this one started with? Super Mario is coming. Yep, this one is. Uh, this one starts with the new opening song. And the Coda art style is back, baby. Battle Tendency is back. Like- I love my silhouetted colors. Fighting Gold, I think it's called. Let, yeah, Let's and Fighting Gold. It seems okay. I like it. I don't know. I need to listen to it more, but it just seems yeah. like it seems like a fine like it's a it's better than Chase. It's like okay, it's better than Sam Proud. It's like it mm-hmm. seems like a perfectly serviceable like mid tier so far. It'll probably grow on me though. Yeah, because part and of it is like I don't know most of the things that are going on in the intro yet. Like, uh-huh. I think I saw like a girl character and like so there's, there's some, there was a gun. You as a gun. There's a gun. Uh-huh. A gun person who I expect to meet, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that'll like probably aid in my enjoyment of it. Also, and Bruno's just, there, so you know he's not. Yeah, now I saw Bruno in a zipper, and I'm like, okay, cool. I got like two out of five. Everybody in the season has the world's most powerful widow's peak. Yeah, it's just kind really like it, like everybody's widow's peak goes like to their eyebrows. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And also, uh, this, the sort of the video, uh, not to be like one of those like YouTube analysts fighting their style, but mm-hmm. the shot, it starts off with a bloody hand, which, you know, we mm-hmm. know from the past of JoJo and uh, the last part. And the, the blood from the hand, it grows into, into chains, which mm-hmm. is a motif that the people of this show always like to use because it's the connections of the Joestar family. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're now we're away from the bloody hand and we're going back to directly, you know, like the, the Joestar Dio line of it. Mm-hmm. Thought it was cool. And then the narrator says, Jorno is Dio's son. Yeah. And here's, <laughs> how, we- here's how Dio thought about women. Yeah, he. They were most. So I think the narrator says something like, "Women were mostly tools, tools or food to Dio." So we don't know how Giorno's mom could have given birth to him without being killed. Yeah, no one knows. Anyway, she was a bad parent. Yeah, and then it's like, and then we see her at the club, and her friends like, "Hey, Giorno's mom, aren't you gonna take (laughs) care of your kid?" No, no. I don't want it. He'll be fine. <laughs> Funny Dio so pay alimony. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stardust Crusaders, episode 39. Dio, <laughs> child support check. Uh, Dio goes to family court. That's why he fled to Egypt, to be <laughs> child support. <laughs> um... So anyways, so it's like, yeah, and Jorno was a scared baby and he didn't even cry in his crib because he was so scared. Yeah. He knew there was no point. And then it's like, and then his mom married an abusive stepdad. From Italy. Who loved loved to beat him up in Italy. Uh, And he was mean to him. And that's pretty much what this is for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And he he developed, and his name was like Haruno Shiobana, like was Mm -hmm. like his original name. We should Mm -hmm. mention this. So by now we know this. That, um, one day, so this, this, this young boy just had like, you know, black hair, just sort of a normal haircut. And then one day, it just suddenly turned blonde. It, and he, he and, got a mullet Jotaro, braid. In the, I think in the last episode, Jotaro was like, yeah. oh, that must have changed because his stand has awoken. But in this flashback, it showed that he could like use its powers when he was a baby. Right. Because and, he hides the mafia man in the tall grass. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, stuff. and Jonathan's like, it was probably because of his father's genes, because there, or there may have been a strong stand user in that area. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wonder if that's one of the Hirohiko Araki's things where that'll never come up again. Uh, anyway. But anyways. Uh, he's like a little baby and he's walking around the streets of, oh, of also, Napoli. We learn that, um, so he, he develops a habit of trying to read other people's moods. And, uh, he was in Italy at the time, so you might think that he was trying to read other people's, uh, mudas. Okay. I thought, I thought we were going for, like, a big mood, big muda kind no, of thing. No, no, just a right, cause, like, muda is useless, and that's what Dio says. And then it's Italy, so I like okay. the, uh, you know, spicy, uh, meat, you know. Okay, thank you. So, yeah. Uh, so then there's, like, a dead guy in the grass, and then a bunch of mafia guys say, hey, hey kid, where's hey, the dead where's, guy? where's the dead guy? <laughs> and then Giorno says, he went that away. The wrong so way. They, the wrong way. But then the guy, he's like, I like it. And he protects Giorno. <laughs> because so, everyone was bullying him. Yeah, he's just, he's the fucking stock character of, like, uh, I'm a hardened mafia man, but it's bad and I don't want to suck the kids in there. It's bad. Yeah. You should, you should go to college, Giorno. Listen, listen kid, Giorno, don't go live a life of crime like me. Don't be like You me, should boy. learn a trade, Giorno. You should, you should go to the HVAC <laughs> school and learn how to you learn to code, Giorno. Giorno, go to a coding boot camp before, you know, before you get to Giorno, you gotta start the next Uber. <laughs> 
That's what he says when he's dying in the grass. He says, Joel, let me tell you something. This economy, you got to start disrupting anything you can. you got to disrupt the airport travel system. (laughs) Jordan shows up at the airport and he says, what I do is people pay me to drive them to places. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, like a taxi? And he says, no, because this one's illegal. (laughs) So it's different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we learned that rather than looking up to a player in Syria, ah, that's the soccer they play yeah. daily, he wanted to be a gangster. A gangster. And then he does the funny pose that I do on the Yeah, yeah it's cover the cover, on. and I, he did it, and my first thought was like, oh, cool, Eddie. Oh, oh like Eddie does. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this whole thing about his, his life and how he, like, respected this, like, gangster who looked out for him, and then it immediately cuts back to Bruno licking his, like, hard cut. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Jon Snow baby Tower of Joy cut back to Bruno yeah. licking him. Uh, and then it's like the fight on the tram again. And we learned that Gold Experience has never attacked another human. And also he's standing like a gremlin. He's, t- <laughs> he's, he's standing like a gremlin and it's sort of an info dump, which is unhelpful to me. Because it's like, he's like being, his body is being unzipped. And he's like, when Golden Wind hits something, it can give it life. And any any object can change into any living thing. But so it- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll lay this on you. In typical Iraqi fashion... When the show starts, Gold Experience has kind of, like, a lot of powers that it does. Yeah. And these are kind of, most of them are forgotten as the show goes on. Sorry, did we... Re- I just... I, I know it was, like, 20 minutes ago, but that just reminds me. We we really glossed over the fact that Rohan taught Koichi Italian. <laughs> he wrote, you can speak Italian into his brain book, and he did it now. the funniest fucking shit it's so good and also that means that like the postscript of part four where like rohan goes to jail or whatever just like doesn't really matter yeah which is good where he's fully opa homeless style (laughs) yep yeah but anyways yeah sorry that was just very funny to me jorno's being unzipped to death and we learn that uh that gold experience is unstoppable and unkillable but i'm sure by the end of the season it'll just mean that it can shoot like weak yellow piss at people and then Mm -hmm. that's and then he'll die on a water tower yeah, probably. Uh, so he punches um, the the man of Bruno, mm-hmm. and it's like so. Is it, first, it's just like a regular punch, and he's like, "Wow, this is great! I'm moving so fast." It's also very but, funny because Bruno's like, "Oh, it seems like this guy's a stand user too." And Jorno goes, "What? What is that?" And then they start what fighting. Is what is that? And then they fight with their stands. So he, uh, Bruno's like, "Wow, this guy's an idiot. His stand just." made me stronger yeah. he's moving very fast I'm overflowing but then he power. like tr- tries to punch Giorno and goes through him and he looks behind then he sees himself like still standing where he was yeah so what this apparently does is he he basically speeds up their like senses but not their actual movement yeah he like so he, seems to like yeah. knock their consciousness out of them uh-huh and like makes their senses go berserk for a while so it's as like it you says, can like whatever that means yeah so he kind of like sees it as going very fast but it's actually very slow it uh, and then he calls for his stand, which in the original, uh, part five is called, uh, Sticky Fingers. Yeah, so, and he's, you know, he looks directly at the camera and he says, my stand's name, Sticky Fingers. Uh, but the words that Crunchyroll gives us in the subtitles say Zipper Man. Yeah, it kind of says Zipper Man. <laughs> kind of says, it can, it kind of says Zipper Man. What? Zipper Man. That's cool, right? I mean, <laughs> no. he's a, you know... It's like how when uh, Jotaro was in jail in the first episode, and then Abdal mm-hmm. says, Birdman! And mm-hmm. then the Birdman comes out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I do like to see sticky fingers, though. It's a good stand to me. I like it. So are we going to talk about how, at this point, Jorno's zippers go away and he spoons his stand as it sort of backs its ass up on him? He does. He, like, wraps himself around it. It's a cool pose. It is. Him and his stand are very, like... They're very tight and cool. It's like Kira and Killer Queen. It is. But even more, like, sensual. Like, I feel like, uh... Like, uh, Kira and Killer Queen were always, always, like, close to each other, but it was very, like, two bros in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not... Yeah, and it's like, oh, because we're two criminals and we're gonna... We're uh, partners in crime. The, uh, Giorno and Gold Experience are very, uh, on top of each other at all times. Yeah, they're... And it's good to see. Uh, anyway... Uh, when Bruno's like, oh no, it's going really slow, and he gets, like, extremely slow motion punched. Yeah. And his face just all twists and his teeth fly out, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking SpongeBob close-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with how detailed it is and how gross he looks. We also, at this uh, moment, we get, like, we realize that there are still civilians in this cable car. Yeah, and the guy's like, like, oh, what what was all that then? I've got half a mind to call the cops, don't I? And Jorno's like, oh, sorry, we won't concern any civilians with this. And everybody in this arc looks like Alessi, and it's fine. It's fine, that that's just how they look in Italy. Yeah. Uh, So then Bruno's just like, actually, I'm going to go now. And he zips himself out of the car. He just kind of makes a zipper in the floor and says, bye, and leaves. Bye. Uh, And then, uh, like, Jorno, like, shittily throws himself through the window. It's very he, like, funny. The cable car is moving like two miles an hour, and he just bursts through the window and rolls and, like, on the rolls ground. down a hill. Like he didn't tuck and roll or anything. Yeah, he it's just, not like, graceful at all. It's like fucking hot rod. Up. <laughs> yeah, but he gets up and he chases after him because he's and like because then... he tells me the audience who hasn't invested in these characters yet. He's like, if Bruno gets away, I'll be killed. I really need to get him now. Mm-hmm. So he chases Bruno down an alleyway and bumps into like four guys, and they all go flying. But then, <laughs> uh, hey, guess what? Jorno looks and there's. Four There's guys. Four but guys, Bruno's but no Bruno. But no Bruno. Uh-oh. But one uh, very suspicious, gross-looking man swats out a fly. Well, there is... Well, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. give Araki some credit. So oh, he's a 13-year-old boy. So there's... So there's four people, and they say, oh, well, I'm sorry, oh, we all got bumped into it. Better walk in all four of the cardinal directions now. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, we, and then Giorno, who's living in 3018, says, oh, this man must have zipped into a stranger and is hiding in their body, like wearing a costume. And then he doesn't, but then, yes, he, one of them smacks away the Huey Wei fly. And then Bruno bursts out of his back fully. And part yeah, five is really zipper. something. It, it's yep this is episode two yeah so and then and then it's like they kind of have another fight but the, f- the actual fight isn't really important while the guy the 13 year old shigechi boy is just laying there twitching on the ground with the fly of despair open on his back yeah uh anyway they're fighting and then we learn that uh like bruno has like Jorno Gior- like gets one up on him and like sends his zipper arm off to punch him or something ridiculous yeah, like, we hey. gotta talk about that shit. Okay, c- c- you want to explain it? Okay, because what they're fighting, and then they decide, you know, for this episode, um, he, Bruno says this battle will be decided by who hits the other person first. Yeah, which is all right. Rules. And then Jorno, the Jorno hits him first, but Bruno still wins. And then Bruno's like, "You hit me first, but how?" You must be thinking, um, mm-hmm. as like Jorno's like a big fucking slinky of zippers right now. 
and he's uh. like, oh, well, actually, the arm that you hit wasn't actually my arm. Sticky fingers allows me to separate two things to be connected by a zipper. And he actually hit the kid's arm that he stole and made into his own arm. So it didn't affect him. So then Giorno rips his own Giorno arm off to make himself strike faster. Yeah, like a like a fucking rock'em sock'em robot. He uses the zipper to like extendo punch. Remember last year when we were like, it's kind of funny when Jonathan dislocated his shoulder a little bit to make himself do like the fucking warp punch or whatever. Jordo rips his arm off to give himself six more inches of punching distance. I was watching um, Battle Tendency with my friend Chris uh, yesterday. While you were sober. Yes, definitely. And uh, Stroheim very much does fire his arms off like rockets to pin, like, cars to the plane when it's crashing. Well, yeah, that's Android 18. Fucking uh, Whamu does the same thing to to Joseph. (laughs) People just love firing their arms off. You have two arms. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, uh... And then, then after, yeah, Jorno is yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna go for the killing blow now, but then he just walks out of range. And Bruno's mm-hmm. like, oh, but what? Mm-hmm. Kill me. He doesn't, because he he learns that he, he read uh, Bruno's soul, and so that he's a good person, because he saw that the arm of the boy, 13-year-old boy he stole was a drug arm. Yeah, it had drugs on it. So, uh... Straight edge Jorno. Two arcs in a row, baby. He says it's unforgivable to sell drugs to kids, which if you believe that, you must be straight edge. You're straight edge. And so he says, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to join the mob and kill your boss. And then Bruno says, okay. (laughs) Pretty much. Immediately, he says, which like, I mean, narratively, I appreciate because like, of course, when like a Polnareff looking asshole shows up, he's going to be the friend in the next episode. Like, I don't, I don't need a big looks arc. looks like this. You know he's going to be on the team even if you want him to or not. Yeah, like, Jorno, honestly, Jorno could be like, ah, oh, Bruno, from the intro. And then he's like, yeah, it's me. And then, like, it's great. So, yeah, they, he, he decides that he has to become a gangster himself to stop the sale of drugs to children. Which kind of feels a little bit like Belisi's anti-slavery crusade to me. But it's JoJo. Yeah. And I, you know, where it's like, of course, that's a good mission, but also it kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. It's JoJo, so you know it'll be handled well. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. When two minutes in, we saw like a we saw like a kid, like an eight-year-old boy buying crack, buying a clear like packet of cocaine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the so the episode ends. Yeah, Bruno. Bruno, Bruno says, "What are we? Some kind of suicide squad?" And then the episode yeah. ends. The episode ends, and please tag someone who wakes up feeling sexually horny. <laughs> Because we get the much-awaited ending song, and it's fucking Jodeci freaking you. Yeah, it's so good. Sort of, you know, we're you know we're not doing our fun point music podcast this week, but you know, if we had to do a slap city for JoJo, it's probably going to be freaking you. So, isn't the thing that it's like whatever Araki was listening to at the time? Fuck if I know, was, dude. I, I would love for you to explain this choice to me. So the only thing I can think of is I've heard, I haven't officially, don't remember, like, the official context, but it just seemed like whatever Araki was listening to as he was, like, creating this part that we're on. Yeah. And also, in the R&B group, Jodeci, the the two famous men of Casey and Jojo mm. are in. So I'm pretty sure he just found out that there was a guy named Jojo who's a singer. And yeah, he's like, oh, they must have, he must have named it after my famous he, anime series. Yeah. 
So I think that's how Araki kind of got his hands on this one. It's just if you haven't heard the song, it opens up with an with an R and B sounding song that sings. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. Yeah. And I was like, so the first time I watched this episode, I I heard, started hearing it, and then I just like paused it to take more notes, and I paused it during the word horny, and I was like, haha, that kind of sounded like he was gonna say horny. That would be kind of funny. Um, guess what? And then he he I unpaused it and he just said it. He said it. Thank you, Jodeci, for this one. Thank you, Jodeci. Next episode, we're meeting the gangster behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Uh, who, I'm, who I'm sure is a regular, just normal. I'm sure it's a normal looking, no primary colors on this person's outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll have a gun or a plane or something else I saw in the intro. Yeah, someone probably has a gun. Um, Hey, let's uh, do questions. That's what we do on this one. Yeah, good episodes. We have a lot because it's the first episode. Yeah. And everyone's excited. Yeah, thanks for So friends. you can send an, a, a email us at yaddyyaddyboys at gmail.com or send an ask to yaddy-yaddy-boys.tumblr.com. Nailed it. First one comes in from Anonymous. Uh, this one, mm. so kind of getting back. I'm, I really want to, I'm happy I get to do this one first because it kind of gets us back into like the groove of yaddy yaddy boys and kind of like our whole right we're no we're we're not always just being like the very sophisticated music experts now we're like back in yeah. okay yeah, and we're like an uh anal cis like deep yeah, dive, yeah, yeah 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 like subtext mode uh this one says kuchi hirose okay <laughs> so just get that one off the uh right i mean he Thank is you. in a in a loving monogamous relationship and that's i'm happy for him Thank you i am too and echoes is very happy for him too Echoes loves it. Are you forgetting uh, to ask somebody and it's Echoes? <laughs> um, uh, next one comes in from Tumblr user Cosmemer who asked, Would it be good or bad if the dub of this had outrageous Italian accents? I mean, I would like it. Mm-hmm. I would too. Because I just want to know, because like, if you listen to Dub Caesar, it's a, clearly a guy slipping out of his accent all the time. Yeah. I just want to know how many different like Italian voices they could do. Yeah. Like, everyone's just going to be like, oh, no, I'm a Superman. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all of them. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can have like the, uh, hey, fr- hey, fr- hey, fry, pizza going out. You know, the famous <laughs> yeah. Italian of Panucci's Pizza. <laughs> It just, uh, I really don't like how, like, in, uh, Boku no Hero Academia, uh, the dub of Aoyama, I don't like it, because mm-hmm. it's just, like, a fucking shitty theater kid being like, uh, I do! Like, a funny, <laughs> and, like, it sucks when that's not Aoyama's mm-hmm. character, but, like, it would be, but if Aoyama was Italian, mm-hmm. that'd be really good and funny. That'd be the good shit. Um, next one comes in from a friend of the show, April Naples. Mm-hmm. Who asked, welcome to Naples. Keep an eye out for me, the ape of Naples. Thank you. Will do, boss. All right. Can't wait <laughs> for, you. can't wait to see, uh, the return of, the uh, return of strength. Forever. No, forever was the boat. Strength was Fre- the, g- g- was the ape. Yeah. Strength, it, strength is the stand. Then was forever the captain? I Who think was forever the, is the, the, ape? Or, is the, is the orangutan. Okay. Kim, was the boat forever <laughs> or was the stand forever? Like Anne was the girl. The, the, the boat was the, the monkey who had the boat. The captain was the, hat. Was that monkey trouble with Thor Birch? That was fucking monkey trouble with Thor Birch. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Got it. Listen to, uh, subscribe to our Patreon and you can hear Carrie Home and learn all about monkey trouble. It's good, folks. Uh, friend of the show, Post, though, asked, 
Does Bruno make a better or worse first impression than Kakioin? I can't imagine Brooks has completely managed to avoid hearing us talk about him, so do we all seem less trustworthy for loving this nasty crime pervert? I don't know. He seems less perverted than Jorno, sort of. Because he hasn't done any, like, weird stances. And he's not, like, licking him for the fun of it. He's, he you wasn't know, licking him to be sexually horny. He told him. He said, hey, like, I'm a crime-stopping dog. And then he... I'm a, yeah. He says, I can taste lies. And he, he was lying. Like, it works. It works. He was and lying. I'm, you know, that could be Kakyoin's painting power that only happens once. But, like, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, that's gonna, probably I'm why gonna, he's in the mob. I'm gonna be honest with you here. It is. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but, but I will a, say that a, he makes a better first impression than Kakyoin in that, um, I like to say his name better. Um, I, mm-hmm. I like, I like to see him better. Mm-hmm. And, and Kakyoin was sort of, a, was sort of a grower. He didn't really grab me until I realized that he was in love with Jotaro. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bruno is just sort of, he commands the screen. He's, some would say he's the main character of this part, but. Yeah, and it's like, no, that. you don't seem less trustworthy because all part four, everybody was just like, Kira fucking rules, dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. Um, also there's a part two to this one and says, not, also not to be someone who just sends in a meme, but I couldn't see the name Leaky Eye Luca with the, without thinking about Lucky Luciano. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank I was you. at a, I was at like a, I was at my, uh, my smart boy academic conference last week and there was a silent auction in the lobby of the hotel. There was, you know, it was mm-hmm. like a picture of Cal Ripken signed pictured baseball and like a, mm-hmm. like a Godfather quote with the, the Godfather man signed it. And mm-hmm. then there was like a quote from like the actual gangster of Lucky Luciano and I took a picture because mm-hmm. I was like, nice, the guy from nice. online. The funny name. The funny name that I know. Is good. Uh, next one comes in from friend of the show, Leaf Crunch, who asked, If you had three discrete holes in your hair, what would you use them for? That's a for good example, question. You could use them to store ketchup, mustard, and relish for when you need to garnish a hot dog on the go. Leaf Crunch? Kim, <laughs> if you had three holes in your hair, what in would you... In my hair? In your hair. Like, in your hair. Like, your hair was fashioned into three discrete holes? Oh, like a bird's nest. Like a bird's nest. What would you store Oh, like the Funny Family holes? Guy episode. Birds. Birds? Because it's the bird's nest. So just three birds. Okay. Yeah, different kind of birds. Okay. Thank you. I'm thinking, like, if, you know, if you want to go into the movie theater, they check big bags all the time. You could smuggle some movie theater candy. You could smuggle nine whole musketeers. So so here's my, here's my, um, uh, three, my hair holes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Junior Mints, Sour Patch Kids, and just, like, loose butter. Okay. (laughs) To put on the popcorn, popped corn when I get in. Okay. Yeah. I'll still buy the popcorn there because I feel bad about smuggling it in. Like the candy. Yeah. So I'll give them that, you know. I'll concede that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had... To, okay, so this is sort of movie-related holes. So I would have... Um, I would have peanut M&Ms in one hole. Mm-hmm. And my second hole, I would have... Um, loose change so that like if anybody did catch me i could be like hey buddy don't worry about it mm-hmm. um and then my third hole would have like an mp3 player playing low music so that nobody mm-hmm. at the movie theater sat near me and then i would okay. have the perfect thank you hair holes yeah uh last question this week comes in from tumblr user dear king so this one is uh 
So this one does does a part two where it says like "Welcome back, yaddy yaddy boys." But this isn't related to this show specifically, but it is important for our kind of knowledge. It's part of, of the our, sort of universe of, of the our content. Universe. We're all we're intertextual bricolage. Yeah, kind of a what is it? Kim Mod Podge. Mod Podge. That's a that's a brand of like sealant. Thank you. Uh, so here's how this one goes. It says, so I was re-listening to Pigot, and I uh-huh. got to the part in the season seven finale where Sam gets to Winterfell and talks to Bran. I guess I never really listened to this part, but I need you to know, for a year, a year, <laughs> I thought Bran appeared to Sam in the Citadel using glass candles or work physics or some shit. <laughs> it was actually more plausible to me that he fucking astral projected than Sam traveling across the continent to say, A, jo- a. John Stark Garion, thanks. He just went. He just did it. He left. And he said, <laughs> he burst through the walls and he was like, hey, it's Bran, I know that every part of this continent is being plagued by war right now, but John's last name is different. And I got here perfectly fine with me, a woman, and a baby that's been five months old. And my family's ancestral stolen sword. And my stolen sword, from one of which there are seven left in the world, and I have it, and I'm not going to mention it to anyone. Mm-hmm. He walks past the fucking field of fire where he watches his brother and his we dad be burnt alive this voluntarily. Is, this is a different show. We can't do this right now. It's so bad, though, and I like JoJo so much more. It was sent into the specifically to the Yadi Yadi Boys account so listen i can't wait until like fucking may to 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 talk about it at all may when i open up the p god account and i'm it's like so who do you think would win in a fight sticky fingers or star platinum <laughs> like that's what i want on that email yeah yeah so go to the p god account and just send in like so brooks you're still listening to three cheers for sweet revenge and the answer is like yes and it's good yes always uh oh yeah that's uh the first two episodes of golden wind uh, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I would give a, hey, if I was giving out medals to this season, I would give mm-hmm. this one a gold experience. Cause not silver, bronze. I like it so far. I'm excited. It's good. I'm excited uh, to get to know my new, my new kids. I don't think most of the kids, like, I could be wrong depending on how they change it, but I feel like the, the like main cast won't be mostly there to like episode five or something. Okay. So this so. is, so maybe like, how part four, you don't remember the whole shit about the fucking bow and arrow and yeah. Okuyasu's big bro uh-huh. and Chili Pepper and the big air guitar guy. Yeah. Uh, but the first, like, well, I guess Bruno is kind of a stand fight, but he's, like, fucking in the intro, so you know he's going to be a friend. Yeah. But, like, the first uh, big, like, enemy stand fight is one of my favorites, so. Okay. Hope I hope we, we might get into that maybe at the end of the next episode into, like, episode four or something it's gonna be cool uh don't tell me when this happens um but like, also for this part i like i have like like extreme like detailed memory of everything that happens in part four okay for part five it's like i n- remember the fights but they're all out of order except like i remember this is like the first one and this is the one like before the final guy gotcha so like everything in between i remember it but not when it takes place gotcha so just my one request, don't tell me when this happens. And I didn't look at spoilers, so don't be mad at me. Um, I've been a very good boy and it, it kills me every day that I can't go on the Reddit and look at the funny part eight posts. Um, but I'm excited for the scene where we're back at the airport and just this decrepit old Joseph shows up and he looks like the, he looks like the fucking chocolate lady from SpongeBob mm-hmm. and he shows up to the airport and he and then we see that he's he's like i love my ipod shuffle and um 
and he's and then uh, somebody who's he could be it- Italian or Japanese or something like that. But the important thing is that he doesn't say anything racist about them because okay. we've seen the character development that he his node was removed. Mm-hmm. So then he shows up and then and then Giorno hustles him for one billion dollars. And then that, that's probably the last we see of him in this part until Steel Ball Run. We we okay. So I know you said not to tell you, but we do just kind of take a break from all this evolving action, and that's just all the entirety of the next episode. So okay, uh, well, we can just do that. a fun point, I guess. You can just we can do a fun point next week, yeah, and we'll pick this one up in uh, two weeks. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then for the next two episodes of Golden Wind. Golden Wind. Uh. Golden Wind. Yeah. That's what I call my farts after I eat mac and cheese. I was gonna make a piss joke at the exact same time. Wow. Okay. Because about like how you know George. Uh, what do we say on this one? Uh, this has been Yada Yada Boys, and remember, uh, I'm not owned. You are. I'm not owned. You are. I'm not gonna say the one I said anymore. I don't like it. I'm over it. Yeah, that's fine. Um. Uh, so I'll just replace it with a uh, tag someone who always wakes up feeling sexual. <laughs> I, I feel better about that one. Yeah, that one's a clean one. I like that one. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you uh, in two weeks to talk about Jojo again. Yeah. Uh, listen to Fun Point next week. Listen to Fun Point. Um, every time I close my eyes, uh-huh. I wake up after that. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.